94.3 The Game, WRHDHD1, Farmville, Greenville. Powered by the Ritchie Law Firm Injury Lawyers. Go to GodBrian.com. That's GodBrian.com. It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the door and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. All right. Uh, welcome in. Hello again, everybody. Happy Monday to you. This final day of July. It just seems like July is just dragged on to me. Uh, this uh, this go around. Uh, welcome in. We've got uh, Philip the Ref Pilkington back producing. Also, Clark Willis is uh, here, and uh, we will uh, hear from those guys a little bit uh, later on. It's nice to have you with us on uh, this uh, Monday to start another week. It's the week in which ECU football reports. Everybody will get to uh, campus and uh, report to camp officially, I guess, tomorrow. There we go. And uh, I want to say that. Uh, We'll have uh, coverage of uh, what is going on uh, post-practice starting pretty quick. On uh, Wednesday, we'll have some uh, comments from Coach Houston as uh, things get uh, underway. Lots to talk about, as there always is. Excited to have Bryant Packard on the show today. Uh, Bryant is going to be the uh, new student assistant at ECU, and uh, he's going to be working with one of the uh, training academies here in uh, Greenville, so uh, we'll talk to Bryant Packard. Long time coming to get Pack on the show. Finally have uh, worked it out, as uh, he announced last week he's retiring uh, from uh, baseball. I'm not going to delay uh, the news that obviously struck everybody uh, by uh, surprise on uh, Friday. And uh, here is my, uh, since, uh, just, well, a couple of things, because I don't like, uh, leading the audience on in any way, we, because of uh, manpower issues, had uh, tape shows Thursday and Friday. Uh, because, again, of manpower issues, we had to tape the shows on uh, certain days, and we had taped the Friday show ahead of the uh, this news that broke. Uh, and when we do that, because occasionally we have to do it based on my schedule and other people's schedule and, and trying not to work people to death necessarily uh, – especially on weeks when we're doing things, you know, with broadcasts because we produce all the PlayFly broadcasts out of our uh, facilities, uh, as far like old school. I mean, we have a, the the nerve center is, is here. Uh, but also we have things like concert on the common and things like that. We just try to do things so we're not uh, wearing people uh, out constantly, if that makes uh, any sense. And we got a lot of talented folks here, but uh, we we want to make sure that they're uh, they're doing okay. And you know, real life comes up for people. People are on vacation. People have an emergency. So there's all kinds of things that uh, that encroach upon that. So uh, I got a ton of uh, calls with the, when the news broke of the Chris Edwards situation. Tons of uh, calls, tons of texts, uh, messages, all kinds of stuff. And uh, we were we were not going to be live that day, and we really couldn't uh, situate it where we were going to be live that day. And we knew that, uh, and that's a rarity, because usually if we do something where we have a, a tape show at any point, we always have the ability, because of people are available, and we'd have to call them in, but 
they're available to hop on and, and we could go on and break big news at, uh, and deal with big breaking news at a moment's notice. We didn't do that on Friday, again, because of just, you know, manpower issues and things that were pre-planned ahead of time, and that's cool. No problem with uh, that. Obviously, we weren't thinking this magnitude of news would be uh, breaking, and uh, it is uh, certainly unfortunate. I know Chris uh, very well. In fact, I called Chris and congratulated him uh, the night before he was announced uh, as uh, the voice of the Pirates and director of broadcasting for Playfly. Uh, but, uh, you know, Chris uh, is someone that uh, I, I consider, you know, a, a friend in the industry. Uh, and we've always had a nice relationship with one another the last seven or eight years that we've uh, known each other, the better part of the last decade. So, uh, you know, I certainly was, uh, you know, dismayed for all the parties involved. Uh, East Carolina for sure, because, you know, this that's the first thing that everybody's saying is this news has kind of rolled out over the weekend and gotten more national. Uh, you see ECU mentioned. Um, I, I was told WRAL, who never covers ECU anymore, that was their lead sports story that night. So it was just interesting, you know, it kind of feeds into the beast of, well, anytime anybody in the triangle can report something negative on uh, ECU, that's the only time they will. So uh, that's that's who I feel really bad for, my university and, uh, and, and its athletic department and a lot of people I know and, and consider friends there. You know, certainly feel bad for the play five, play fly folks. And I do feel badly for Chris, but you know, he, he was not forthright on, on his resume. And you just can't do that in this day and time, especially if it's the place where you have uh, applied, uh, to work, claiming that you had uh, graduated from there. Uh, you know, and I went back and looked at this. Someone mentioned it to me, so I went back and looked. The ad that came out initially, uh, did one of the qualifications was a four-year undergraduate degree. I, I don't know if that would have made a difference if, you know, he had put down attend. I don't know. Can't say. Was not privy to any of that process past a certain point. So, uh, but I, I think this is a, a thing you always want to make sure you're upfront with uh, people on on job resumes because uh, this is obviously uh, a tough situation for all involved. Now. Uh, Pilk, I'm going to the sunglasses because I cannot find my glasses, but my sunglasses have the ability to magnify things in readers here. You look stylish, Patrick. I love it. Well, that's what I'm going for. Sort of the Imus Stern deal, uh, here, deal here. Uh, let me see. I got this on the phone. Oh, of course. But, uh, there was a, uh, a release today, uh, and I, I don't know if this was something from, it was maybe sent out to EC. It was posted on social media, and it looks like it is from John Gilbert. And I don't know if this was something that they emailed out to, uh, you know, pirate club members, donors, that sort of thing. Uh, but from that statement, John uh, said he wanted to comment on the recent news concerning the director of broadcasting position called Friday a difficult day for all parties involved. And I want to share a little background uh, before we move forward with another candidate. ECU Athletics partnered with Playfly Sports beginning in the summer of 22, exclusive media rights holder, positive partnership, as I paraphrase it all here, uh, helped our department grow our marketing and revenue opportunities and better invest in student-athletes sports programs. The uh, position of director of broadcasting and voice of the Pirates is a Playfly sports employee and has a multitude of duties in addition to handling radio play-by-play for Pirate football and men's basketball. Playfly sports oversaw the administrative process of the initial 
higher after we agreed on the candidate of choice. Additional info was brought to our attention following the public announcement, which resulted in a decision by Playfly Sports to rescind their offer before the candidate's official start date mid uh, in mid-August. Uh, goes on to say, obviously, this is not ideal with uh, teams beginning to compete in a little over a month, but says that uh, it's imperative uh, to always do its best for the Pirates, and they are continuing to have internal conversations according to what John has uh, sent out to folks on the next steps of the hiring position, on hiring the position, and uh, they'll have an update soon, they say, and uh, goes on to talk about the position being prominent and uh, certainly uh, a visible position. So there you go with uh, that, uh, and uh, we will uh, see what ends up happening here because uh, whatever move is going to be made, it's going to have to be made uh, fairly uh, swiftly. Uh, some other uh, notes from the world of sports, one of the big things from the weekend, uh, and this was uh, interesting to me because uh, it involves could involve East Carolina very directly. You have teams reportedly, uh, according to uh, Jim Williams, um, who is uh, uh, kind of, I guess he works for Forbes and some other uh, outlets uh, based out of uh, the nation's capital and uh, as a media consultant guy, he's kind of dialed in. Uh, I guess he... Uh, reported this SI, and then others started to report it shortly after. Uh, but the Pac-12, and apparently teams that have filled out paperwork with hopes of joining the Pac-12, this is all stemming from initially USC and UCLA leaving, and then Colorado announcing they're going to the Big 12. Uh, and uh, they include some teams in the American. SMU has reportedly filled out the paperwork to try to join the Pac-12. SMU, uh, is, if, if there were an opening in the uh, National JUCO Region 10, I think uh, SMU would uh, apply for the, uh, for the paperwork to apply for the position. Uh, Tulane, USF, which is really crazy considering where they are in Tampa, Memphis, and then uh, you have others. Tulsa is one of them also, and Rice, who just joined the American uh, this month. Uh, so, Fresno State, out of the Mountain West, Boise State, uh, some of those obviously make sense. UNLV is in there. Colorado State is uh, in there. And then San Diego State. I think San Diego State's the most likely uh, candidate to join the Pac-12 for sure uh, because it does give them a Southern California presence, which is something that they probably uh, want to have. So that's uh, where they are as far as the uh, multiple programs that have uh, decided to join. Obviously, this would be uh, problematic for East Carolina, and you just have to wonder where the Big 12 is in their expansion. Pilk, you're a sports nerd. You know uh, some of this. Where's the Big 12 now with Colorado joining with members? Well, that does that put them back to 12, or where does that put them? Uh, yeah, I believe it does, because they, they're at 10, and then they lost two to put them at eight. Then now they're gaining three, which would put them at 11. Gaining, yeah, okay, they're gaining. Houston. You, yeah, okay, yeah. Houston, Central Florida, Houston, Central Florida, BYU, and, oh, and Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I forgot about BYU. So this yeah. might put them at thirteen because they were at ten prior to the departure of the two Red River teams. That brought them down to eight. 
So it looks like they're already at 12. So Colorado would put them at 13, which would be a very awkward number, um, so especially in football. Odds are the Big 12 would be adding one or maybe three. That would seem to be the case. I, I find it yeah. interesting that so many of these central time zone or Texas schools uh, have sought out membership in the Pac-12. So that kind of tells me the Big 12 may not be interested in them or maybe – uh, these schools are just uh, filling out the paperwork to try to cover their base. But, I mean, if you're Tulane and you're, uh, I mean, like the New Orleans Pelicans are in the West in the NBA, that's always crazy. Now, they're flying, you know, they have the best of everything in the world, as the NBA do, but, I mean, you're still flying a couple time zones to play the vast majority of your schedule on the road. If you're Tulane, and, hell, if you're USF, that just seems... Tough, especially since there's this is the other part of the whole Pac-12 saga right now. There's no media rights deal, so that's the first thing they want to do. But I think it's a chicken and an egg situation here, and I think frankly the CW pulling off of uh, or signing with the ACC, they could still because of the time zone difference strike a deal with the Pac-12 potentially, but that's not going to be. Anything that's going to keep the Pac-12 afloat at the nut level at which they uh, they need to remain uh, afloat. So I think it, Pac-12's got some real problems, and I think it was announced that definitely Stanford and Cal would stay. There's nothing that would make them move on. Other members of the Pac-12, I guess they may wind up potentially in the uh, Big 12. So where does that uh, leave East Carolina? We will see. Should East Carolina be trying to to do what they can to position themselves to be in the uh, the Big 12. Uh, I think it all depends on what the Big 12 wants to add, uh, ultimately. Uh, congratulations to the uh, Pitt County Softball League U-12 All-Star team. They knocked off Tennessee Friday, shutting them out. And uh, they will now, uh, as the champions of the Little League Softball Southeast Regional, they will head to the Pitt County Little League Softball World Series in Greenville. Pitt County, of course, was the host last year, but had to win its way through the regional to get back. So we'll talk to some of those uh, folks this week. Uh, the uh, softball regional starts next weekend, or Super or World Series, I beg your pardon, starts next weekend uh, in Greenville. And uh, one final note here, the Lottery Commission has picked its head for its sports betting division. Uh, 30 years experience in the gaming industry, Sterl Carpenter from Massachusetts will be the state's new deputy executive director of gaming compliance and sports betting, responsible of developing and managing sports betting regulations in the state as it uh, welcomes in the industry that was legalized this year. He will start on uh, Wednesday here in North Carolina. All right, uh, that is it really for now. Uh, we'll get some other things as time allows later, but we've got to grab a break because we're going to get with us on the phone uh, Greenville's very own ECU baseball alum, Conley alum, uh, and recently retired professional out of Detroit's organization, uh, Bryant Packard. And we will have uh, Pack with us here on the Patrick Johnson Show uh, right after this. What a treat. It's been a long time coming. Bryant Packard joining the Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, it's nice to have you on. We've been trying for years, it seems like, and, and we got you. So this is awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's finally worked out. I'm finally back in Greenville, and I uh, can't be more happy to be talking with you guys. Well, it's awesome to have you on the program. Um, 
Lots to get into here. Congratulations on retirement. You're still going to be doing stuff, but uh, deciding that uh, it's it's best to maybe get off the pro baseball track and, and get into some other things that uh, pique your interest. I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but it just seemed like you can never be healthy long enough to, to get any traction going. Would that be a fair, uh, my outside perspective looking in at you perspective? Yeah, of course. I mean, I it's something that I have dealt with pretty much my entire career, starting when I was 14 years old. So um, it's something that I've, I've, I've worked so hard to prevent these things, and they happen. So you just feel like you're, you, you finally take a step forward and it's three steps back, man. So um, it's definitely something that I will I will always look back on and, you know, ask why. But um, for now, I'm just not going to think about it. I'm going to put my best foot forward, help the Pirates, you know, get some get some kids better over at next level and uh, dominate what I'm doing today here in Greenville. Yeah, we're going to talk all about that, but I'm, I'm just curious. You say 14. Was there ever a, is there, is there a time you can remember playing baseball where you didn't have, you know, an injury, be it a big one or a nagging one or just, you know, 100% pain-free? The only year that I never felt anything uh, ever since I was 14 years old was my sophomore year in college, and obviously that was my – Right. That was my uh, big year. I had somewhat of a little, like, a, a thumb injury early on, but um, other than just day-to-day soreness, nothing major. Um, and that's big in part to Zach Womack and our athletic trainers. And then I would go over to Kevin Young's, you know, pretty much three days a week, and he would take care of me and uh, treat me like his own son. So um, I had a lot of people helping me. You, uh, Brian Packard uh, with us here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, the first of many appearances, we hope with us here on the uh, program. So let me ask you this. Um, what was the first injury? The 14, you, you mentioned that specific age. So, I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I know I broke fingers somewhere in middle school, but, I, you know, I can't really maybe remember the age off the top of my head. I, I guess I could if I really thought about it. And then, you know, just if you're in athletics, you do have little injuries. I cut my leg one time. But, I mean, what is what was it that you – uh, specifically had at 14? It's pretty much always. So that's when my back started. So okay. it's called a FARS defect. Um, I was taking my lead at second base. I don't know why I was trying to steal. I was, uh, I could run about two miles an hour back then. But uh, I uh, tried to get picked off, dove back into second base, felt something pop in my back. Um, I'm pretty sure I finished that game. But then I went to spend the night at my friend's house, and I woke up, and I thought, Weirdly enough, like I, I felt like I was paralyzed. Um, it was, it was really weird. Um, and it's slow. I went to the doctor, you know, got an X-ray. They said it's a PAR defect, and that essentially is the vertebrae that goes off the bottom of your uh, spine, like near your tailbone, uh-huh. kicked off. So basically, the nerves are freaking out. You know, sending stuff down my leg, and I've been battling that on and off since I was 14. Um, and you know, at that age the doctor told me that, hey, you might not even be able to play again. And that's when I was 14 years old, you know. So um, it's 11 years later, and I'm uh, still trying to do it, but not anymore. Or I was still trying to do it, but uh, not anymore. I think my time's done with it. So. Brian Packard is uh, with us here on the PJ Show today. Um, you know, I, I've just – so did that injury – it kind of nagged, I guess? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel it every day when I wake up, but then there's some days where I can't walk. Oh, um, wow. 
I would be, oh, yeah, it's bad. Uh, still to this day, like, uh, when I woke up this morning, you know, I, I really had to get going before I could walk, which sucks. I'm 25 years old, so uh, I kind of had to look at big picture. You know, if I want to play with my kids when I'm 40 years old, I should probably not uh, try and swing something 30 ounces as hard as I can for a living. So yeah. maybe do something else. Yeah, well, and and I guess you know it, it, it's again do, when does the you know what what you could gain short term you know as far as what are you trying to achieve when does it become not worth right. it and I guess you you reach that point where you just like you say uh, it's constant pain and there's just you know if you're if you're putting that continual high level pressure on it it's not going to get any better or even subside. To live a normal life, probably. Yeah, exactly. And, and the thing that sucks about it is, um, every now and then it'll feel like I'm on top of the world. You know, it'll be like, right. oh, like it's almost as if I never even had a back injury. Um, and that first stem after having a cortisone shot that helped tremendously. And uh, basically, a cortisone shot is just a band-aid though. <laughs> so you're definitely still putting a lot of damage on that affected area, but you don't feel it, right? Um, so I had a lot of hope in 2021 when I was healthy, and then I heard it again, and um, ever since then, it's just been, like I said, an uphill battle. It's definitely just not worth it anymore. Well, let's turn our attention to some different things, um, because yeah. there's a lot of cool stuff happening now. You're back as a student coach, uh, and uh, you're, you're Coach Coach Godwin's roomie right now. <laughs> I don't want to put all your business yeah. in the street, but you guys are... are uh, you're bunking there for the time being. Yeah, yeah. We watch movies every night together, eat popcorn, you know. Uh, <laughs> whole nine yards. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's fantastic, you know. That, that First of all, that house is unbelievable. It's like the coolest house I've ever been in, which is awesome. And then uh, Coach G is a very, you know, he's got his schedule. He's not in the house very much, but uh, when we see him, you know, it's all we're doing is laughing. So um, it's been awesome. How, how is Coach G as a, a roommate, in a sense? Oh, Coach G is awesome. You know what? It's it's so weird because first of all, he's a great guy. He's always been a great guy. But when you're when you're 15 years old, talking to him on the phone, you know, and um, you're just so scared of him because anybody in that um, role you're going to be scared of, no matter the personality. Um, and Coach G was a little harder on us back then as well. So um, you know, I I was always just so scared of him. And then when I played for him my freshman year, obviously you're a freshman, you're scared. And then um, I moved on in my sophomore year, you know, and then that's when, you know, Weaver, he was always very nice to me, very welcoming, but you just get scared of the guy. And then um, sophomore year was great, junior year was great, and now it's like he's one of my close friends. So it's just, it's funny how it all how it all came around, but he's just, he's an awesome guy. I wish everybody could get to see the side of him I do. Is it dinner, you're on your own? Is it, a, do you guys have a certain night where you guys grill or? Do you, is it takeout? Yeah, yeah. What's the who's the cook in the situation? We got Taco Tuesday. Okay. Um, you know we got no, we don't. We haven't done any of that yet. Like I said, he's uh. <laughs> you had me there. He's actually you had me uh, there. Actually. Uh, yeah, I know. I got you. I got you. No, but he's uh he's been out of town this week. You know he gets one vacation a year, so he's been he's been soaking it up. Um, a guy works really hard, so yeah. Um, maybe we'll have to maybe we'll have to chop that out when he gets back. You know, I'll 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 make sure to send you over the menu. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll happily accept an invite as well, you know, just yeah, that of out course, there of course. Uh, yeah. as well. Um, so you got the house to yourself, house party or, or, or no? 
Yeah, I was thinking about it, but I just don't know if I can handle the repercussions. You know, if it, <laughs> if it kicks me out, I'll, if it kicks me out, I'll go out to with Coach Palumbo, and I don't right. know how he is, you know, so, yeah. yeah. We'll see. Yeah, but I mean, now no party, but yeah. I'll let you know. You're scared uh, too of him, and that yeah, would uh, that would be a whole new thing to be scared about if you had the the party <laughs> while he was out. Exactly. I yeah, I would never have uh, you know the confidence to do that. So. <laughs> Brian Packard is with us, so you're going to be a student coach at ECU, uh, which means you'll work very closely uh, with uh, Coach Godwin, Coach Palumbo, everybody on the staff. Austin Knight, etc. Uh, you got to be excited about that. Oh my gosh, I, I'm I'm so excited. I got a little taste of it um, when they were. It was the game before they went to the conference tournament this year. Mm-hmm. We were down in South Florida. I was down there rehabbing, of course, like like every other time right. um, yeah. in Lake Florida. And uh, they invited me down for a game, and, j- and just being in that dugout, that's when I knew that I wanted to come right back and, and start coaching. Um, I remember telling my fiance right after that, I was like, you know what, I wouldn't even care to hang him up right now and join the staff. But um, I, uh, like I said, like just that day, I'll never forget how exciting it was, and it was just a normal Sunday, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that, that was just a little taste, and you know, I I get to really have a part in this now, working closely with players and seeing the other side for the first time that I've never seen. So um, I was a little nervous at first, but now I just I can't wait. I'm antsy. So yeah. And then uh, you're going to be doing some work with Next Level also, right? Yes, Next Level Training Center. Yeah, I've I've been going to them uh, since the day I moved here. Me and my dad, you know, I hit with Lance Martin. Trent Britt is like one of my closest friends. Um, I I think he's going to be the efficient in my wedding if uh, if I can convince him to do so. So uh, hmm. I'm I'm very close with all those people. They're they're just fantastic people, and uh, I can't wait to help them. And I'm I'm so glad they can help me. That's awesome. Uh, what's the best way if somebody wants to go and, you know, have you instruct uh, their kid or, or work with their uh, child? Right, right. I, what people have been doing, I've, I've got a fair amount already today. Uh, what people have been doing have just been calling Next Level and then okay. they'll reach back out to me. Um, their numbers on other, all, all their socials, but Facebook is probably the easiest thing uh, to message them. And, and I'm kind of... I still want to say I'm young, not on Facebook that much, you know. Uh, it's just my dad and, and yeah. my dad and my grandparents message me on there. And I don't see it for a week, but uh, yeah. I'm on Twitter and Instagram more than anything, so that's that's how people usually reach out to me. I've got the next level uh, number, which is seven five six six three nine eight seven five six six three nine eight. If uh, you want to, anybody at next level or, or Bryant Packard, uh, AAC Player of the Year, First Team All America. Collegiate national team. That uh, collegiate national team experience, uh, and, and, you know, right now uh, that is something that Trey Savage is getting to experience. Other pirates have. Uh, what will, Take me back to that experience for you. What what stands out the most from, from that? Oh, just the people. You know, I, I got lucky enough. Coach G was the coach. Like 15 outfielders got hurt. They're like, hey, I mean, I, I guess we'll let this guy play. So they gave me a call, and um, I got – I think we played Japan in the Brave Stadium, which was unbelievable. Um, but it was empty, so it was kind of weird. And then we played Japan on the 4th of July in Durham Bull Park. And I, I think I could recall every single pitch of that entire game. Um, that was the coolest experience that I've ever experienced. Um, I got the first hit of the game in, like, the fifth inning, which was also great. Um, and I think we walked him off. Josh Young, who's in the bigs with the Rangers, he's an all-star this year, um, walked us off. 
Um, so that was definitely the coolest um, time of our game of the whole experience. And also my best friend, Jake Agnos, mm-hmm. was on the team. Yeah. You know, he was basically the best reliever if you look at the stats. So it was just – it was an unbelievable experience. I'll never forget it. Something about playing for you, representing the country is a little different, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I had chills for probably two weeks straight. I didn't know that was possible. Um, I was just uh, reminiscing over it and looking at pictures. You know, it, it feels like it was yesterday. I feel like I could recall it all. And just the players, too, that are uh, now in the major leagues. I mean, I think like 50% of that team is in the major leagues somewhere, you know. So it's just so cool following all those guys and having relationships forever. We got Bryant Packard on the line with us here. Uh, can I impose on you to stay through the break and be on another segment? Of course. All right, Bryant Packard is on us uh, is on uh, with us today here on the Patrick Johnson Show, and we'll have more with him right after this. Philip Pilkington here with your 94-3 The Game Sports Flash Update. The Pitt County Girls Softball League U-12 All-Star team defeated Tennessee on Friday 3-0 to win the Little League Softball Southeast Regional title. The regional title earns Pitt County a spot in the Little League Softball World Series in Greenville. Pitt County was the North Carolina host last year, but this season had to win their way through the regional to get back home for the World Series. The Little League Softball Ball World Series will run from August 6th through the 13th, and the opening ceremony will be on August 5th. North Pitt girls, sorry, North Pitt star girls basketball player Zamaya Jones is one of the top recruits in the country in basketball. She put out her top five schools on Friday. They are as follows: North Carolina State, Mississippi State, Georgia, Florida State, and Alabama. The Panthers guard went over a thousand career points last season. She averaged 28.9 points per game. Jones had a 55-point performance in the conference tournament and took the North Pitt to and took North Pitt to the regional championship game last season. Chris Edwards, who was recently named as director of broadcasting and the voice of the Pirates for ECU Sports Properties, announced Friday that he was stepping down from the position effective immediately. In a post on Twitter on Friday, Edwards said that the decision was made between himself and Playfly, which is the media rights partner for East Carolina University, due to, quote, misleading information regarding my academic accomplishments, end quote. And moving on to the NFL, the Panthers will continue training camp at Wofford College this week. Their first preseason game is just over a week away, and over the weekend, they signed quarterback Jake Luton and waived running back Tyrone Evans. This morning, they made a couple more moves as they waived defensive tackle Brady on Roy, who appeared in 45 games with the team and started in 15 games over his three years with the organization. This freed up a roster spot, which the Panthers filled just about two hours ago when they signed former Falcons linebacker Deion Jones. And to golf, Lee Hodges is celebrating his first career PGA Tour victory after he became the first ever wire wire winner in the history of the 3M Open, which is played at TPC Twin Cities. He shot 24 under on the weekend, seven strokes clear of three players who were tied for second. Next up for the PGA Tour, it comes right here to the Tar Heel State as they will play the Wyndham.
Kingdom Championship in Greensboro this weekend at Sedgefield Country Club. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Flash update. On the other side of this timeout, we will have more of Patrick Johnson and former ECU baseball player Bryant Packard. Ryan Packard is uh, the guest today. It's awesome to have him on. Uh, people want to hear from him, so we have uh, twisted his arm into coming here for a, another uh, segment. Uh, the uh, the Con- okay, I, I was yeah. going to ask you guys. <laughs> yeah, the Con- well, the Conley great, uh, ECU great, uh, announced last week that he is uh, uh, leaving professional baseball, but he's going to get to what I think he's going. Well, I don't think I know he's going to be all uber successful in because it's a passion. And this is coaching and working with players, and I think that's really awesome. Uh, your parents are w- wonderful people, uh, and uh, your mom, what a courageous fighter she was. And, uh, you know, I was looking back through some stuff over the weekend, and, and it's pinned to your the top of your Twitter account uh, where you kind of talked about your mom. Uh, she was just an awesome lady, and uh, I just, you know... I, if you feel compelled to say something, do. If if you don't, fine. But I just I wanted to tell you that I think she just seemed like a, just a not only a, a, a brave fighter, but also just a, a just a cool person. Yeah, my mom was. I'll always say she was. The, well, first of all, I appreciate you bringing it up because I always love to have the opportunity to talk about her. You know, um, but I will say that the thing about my mom is she was the coolest person that I ever met. You know, in terms of not caring what people think, um, in terms of caring about me and just overall being such such a great person. And um, obviously, it's terrible what cancer did to her, but she fought through it. And um, she was probably for about two years. She's never been passionate about a lot of stuff other than you know her family and a few other things. But East Carolina baseball, man, like I would have thought she had her own ninety-four point three the game Patrick Johnson show, you know, <laughs> the cherry the cherry Packard show. She was a the beat writer for all the moms and the, and yeah. the family. So uh, she was just so passionate about baseball. And, you know, I was I would like to think she's proud of me and what I did. And I think she's going to be even more proud because I'm, I'm going back. And uh, that was one of the biggest things that once I started thinking about doing this was just thinking about her and how much she loved ECU. And uh, that's another way I'll be able to honor her, you know, uh, going back and being back in East Carolina, but I appreciate you bringing that up, man. I always, I always love talking about it, so thank you. Brian Packard is now with uh, Next Level, but he's also a student assistant uh, at uh, ECU with baseball and uh, Coach Godwin and company, so looking forward to seeing uh, Brian around uh, town and looking forward to seeing him around the uh, the ballpark this spring. It'll, it'll be a lot of fun. As far as, um, you know, just kind of starting that, journey and the Conley program and and you know that's obviously something that coach Mills has built up you know with uh another powerhouse program right down the road with with Rose and uh it's just that's there's not a lot of t- cities that have that or counties that have that where you have two high level big time programs yeah yeah I mean Greenville's so special man and uh, that's another thing I'm going to be excited about is going back and being able to watch a Conley versus Rose game. I have never done that in my life before. Wow. Um, I've always been, I know, it's, it's crazy. I've always been, I've always been uh, playing in it. So when you're in college, man, first of all, you don't have time. Um, and second of all, you don't really think about it because you know, when you're at ECU, you're in your own little world, right? You don't really want to do anything else. And 
see at ECU. But um, the town of Greenville is just unbelievable, and I'm sure you'll hit on it, but the Little League tied as well is yeah, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, the, I mean, what the softball team is doing, I think, it, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they just made the World Series, yeah, right? Yeah, they did. At home. Yeah. Yeah, which is, which is unbelievable. I mean, just Greenville and all, I don't really think there's another city of our size like us. You know what I mean? Um, in terms of everything we bring um, with softball and baseball, it's just it's unbelievable. When you um, – Coach Godwin talks about kind of the players taking ownership of the program, and that happened along the way, uh, you know, where you, when you were there. It happened kind of in your tenure where he felt like players really started to take ownership of the program. Were there any guys before you that were kind of that chain to the – or was everything just so new with Coach Godwin trying to – Establish that culture that you guys had to buy. He was sort of the chain, and then you guys started passing it on to the other players. I really think my freshman year, um, we had first of all we had a lot of great seniors, and I know that year we were preseason uh, sixth in the nation. Just a lot of things made us. I don't know how to use the word, but it just made us, you know, hesitant to to play. You know, like we just had so much pressure on ourselves and. Um, it was just such a weird year, but the seniors were so good through it. Um, Evan Krasinski and Eric Tyler, who's now, you know, the, the hitting coach at Duke. Um, Kirk Morgan, Charlie Jorgen, uh, Bryce Harmon, who's a uh, uh, cross-checker for, I think, the Mariners right now. Just a lot of great guys that helped out the program. And then basically when my sophomore year, me and Jake and um, our class kind of took over, I felt like, um, as a whole. Uh, the two guys that really stood out are – our sophomore year was Davis Kirkpatrick and uh, Wes Covington. They were both fifth-year seniors, Davis being a family guy as well. Um, they really just reiterated everything Coach G said. And I think that year we bought we bought so much in. You know, that was the first year of kind of like this dynasty, right, that just kind of uh, we've just been absolutely dominating. Um, and, yeah, those guys, man. And then, obviously, our junior year, we helped out as well. Um, and just being in that dugout uh, at South Florida, I can tell you, those guys, you know, they're still bought in, and that's why we're so good all the time. Um, Brian Packard's with us here. Who were the players that you kind of took under your wing or, or felt like, you know, you were going to show the ropes of how the pirate way was? Yeah, I would say the biggest one for me was probably Connor Norby. Um, kind of took him under my wing, and then there are some other guys that are, aren't with the program anymore. But um, obviously Alec Burleson, um, I, spent, I spent so much time with him. Uh, he was younger than me, but I always felt like, in a sense, he was older than me, um, weirdly enough. But I think those two guys, you know, more than anybody else, um, I helped out. And Lane Hoover. Lane Hoover a lot. And Brandon. Yeah. yeah. You no, know, it's, well. it's interesting. You say Norby, and then uh, Jacob Starling says it was Norby that took him under his wing. Yeah. You know, so it's just it's yeah. really yeah. it's really interesting that how that kind of passes down. And, uh, and that's what you got to have. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so. Uh, you're engaged. You said that earlier. I am. When's the big day? Big day is her birthday in 2024, November 23rd. You know, I, I decided, I was like, we were talking about days to do it, and I'm like, hey, I, I already forget your birthday enough. I can't forget. I, I can't remember <laughs> two days. So let's just uh, let's just have it on one day, and, uh, you know, also it's only one present. So selfishly, I, Look at uh, that. I think we decided on that day. There is no there is no off position on the genius switch there for for Brian Packard. Yeah. That's yep. what I should have done. Gosh, that would yeah. have been 
life would have been easier. Um, and then, again, not to put your business in the street, but, I mean, you're not just moving back and getting some cruddy apartment. You are are just going to bunk with Coach G all the time. You are, you're getting a you're, you're, you're property owner in Greenville here soon. So this is all exciting. You're in. I'll, I'll tell you what, man. I am so tired of renting. I just feel like I'm throwing money away, you know. Right. Um, so we decided what was best for us. Um, we just get a house, you know, and um, we've got some help with people, um, and it's just, it's it's been a crazy experience. I didn't know it was this hard. Um, I thank the God for realtors, and, and people are smarter <laughs> than me to, to help me out, because this stuff is crazy. But, um, yeah, we should be we should be closing around August uh, 21st. Okay. Well, uh, yep. good luck with that. That's always, you know, that's always interesting. Um as you know, <laughs> and, uh, or yeah. as, you're, as you're learning, yeah. And then uh, I want to, to just a couple things here. Uh, what is the overall, well, from Little League or, or, you know, when you're playing youth, what's the, is there a big memory that stands out? Um, Honestly, not too much, Okay. Um, How about high school? I, was there a high school memory that stands out? Oh, meeting roads. Uh, it was, uh, <laughs> I think we were at, we were at Guy Smith, and I hit a. It was it was a run rule, but it was a it was a walk off home run, and that was by far um, the biggest memory that that I ever remembered. You know, I just because there's so much built up tension against Rose. Um, although I had so many friends on the team, you know, it, yeah. it, it was weird. But when you're on the field, it's different. But all we would talk about is beating Rose, beating Rose, beating Rose, and um, that happened, and that was probably I thought I peaked. I was like, this is the coolest moment <laughs> of my life. So, uh, that was. Uh, that was definitely it, man. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't remember too much from from Little League, sadly. What about uh, the ECU thing? That stand, what's the big thing that stands out? And it may not be anything on the field, you know. It may just be kind of. But what stands out? Uh, the, the biggest thing for me, man, was just I don't know how to explain it. So I I had that history uh, my sophomore year, right? Yeah, and I like yeah, I I broke the record. And I just remember for those. I don't, I don't even know how many games it was. It was I think thirty, maybe thirty-two. Um, just all of those games, I was just so calm and collected, and the, the team was just doing so good. And I just remember thinking, like, this is how baseball should be. You know, I was healthy, um, and I, the support from my team was unbelievable during the whole thing. You know, because it's a nerve-wracking thing. You show up to the field, you're like, dang, I got to get a hit today. Um, but the whole team, Coach G, all the sports staff, really reiterated that. You know, we're playing for something a little bit bigger. But um, selfishly, I'll say the history was just awesome just because that was one of the most peaceful times in my entire life. I just felt like a kid. I just felt like I had to go out and play. And, uh, yeah, that's what stands out. It was uh, 32, and it's not only an ECU record, but 32. a conference record. So there you go. So, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. Thanks. I forget sometimes, man. It feels like it's so long ago. Right. Yeah, I got you. And then with yeah. your – you mentioned USA Baseball, but then I guess you know, with the the from the time you got drafted, your pro career was there. Is there a particular moment where uh, you kind of have a, a good memory in the professional part of it? Uh not too much, other than the training rooms. Actually, <laughs> um, well, I, mean, I have to imagine I'll getting say, drafted. Actual draft day was probably pretty. Oh yeah, the draft day was. Oh my gosh, one of the most hectic things I've ever been through. You know, I was. Everybody thinks they should be first rounder, right? So as <laughs> as, as, as the picks keep going and going and going, you're like, dang, am I, am I, am I even going to get drafted? You know, um, 
and I, I finally get drafted and by the Tigers of all, of, of all teams, you know, like I never, I didn't really talk to them at all, and um, I, I wasn't too jacked up about playing for the Tigers. Um, I can say that now, which is awesome. <laughs> uh, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't too jacked up about getting drafted by them just because I knew how they roll, and um, I got drafted by them, and you know that was that. But I, I was just excited to play professional baseball, you know. Um, and then that happened, but I was just so focused on the super regional that it didn't really set in. Yet. Right, right. Um, and then, and then after the super, like. I remember getting home, talking to my mom and my dad. I'm like, dang, like, this is where it gets real. Um, so, yeah. But I guess the biggest on-field thing that I remember was actually last year I hit a grand slam on July 4th, and there was like, I don't know, there was like 14,000 people there. It was it was awesome. Wow. July, in West Michigan, yeah. yeah. July 4th and you, you have pretty good baseball memory, so that's... that's uh, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah. That really yeah, worked. I, that's really I, pretty I, awesome. Uh, Brian Packard's with us. I'm excited that uh, you're you're still going to be very involved in the sport, and that you're going to be involved with the Pirates, and you're being Greenville involved with that baseball scene. I think it's uh, it's really cool. And again, if you uh, have any interest in having anybody uh, your child work with Bryant next level uh, training, call them. Uh, you'll see him around uh, Clark Leclerc Stadium with uh, his work with the Pirates as a student uh, assistant and. Uh, it's going to be a fun time, and uh, you know this is uh, this has been fun. We've been trying to get you on forever, so this is good that uh, we finally did. <laughs> and uh, I'm happy to talk to you. And you have a you have the open invite. Anytime you want to talk ball, just uh, you're welcome to come on. Yes, yes. Uh, thank you guys for having me. And I I apologize. I don't even I don't even mean to duck interviews. I just I just don't even think about it. But now you know. Um, it's a little cooler. I have a lot more time. I uh, I actually like to talk to people now instead of when I was a baseball player because uh, <laughs> you know it's it's just it's, it's just different when you're a player. But I appreciate you guys having me on, and uh, I can't wait for a great year. All right, Brian. Thanks a lot. Take care. All right, Patrick. Yep, there he goes, Brian Packard. Awesome guy. One eight uh, is uh, is mom Cherry was a heck of a lady. Uh, his dad John's a heck of a guy. Uh, great family. And uh, happy for Bryant being involved, and uh, kudos to Coach Godwin for uh, getting him uh, involved. Uh, I, I'm, I'm guessing sooner than later uh, that hitting coach position that Blake Bortle or uh, Bortles had and uh, left uh, after taking it uh, briefly or having it briefly, that uh, that'll be filled soon. Uh, we'll see, though. Uh, great show today. Uh, great to have uh, Pack on. Great guest. Look forward to talking to him in the uh, future as uh, well. Huey Herman died today at the age of 70. And uh, for a lot of people my age, that probably was a, a big childhood memory. I know it was for me. And then there's the stuff that happened in the 90s in the theater. Yeah. Thanks to Philip Pilkins and Clark Willis. And uh, thanks to Brian Packard. Jim Zoki tomorrow. We'll catch you in the morning on Talk of the Town and back here at 5. Patrick Johnson Show. Have a great evening, everybody.